When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero and Sean Starr. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. Marinero, Sean Starts, the SICK Podcast following Week 16 in the NFL as we take a look at Week 17 over the next couple of days and what a week Week 16 was. And I want to let you all know that the SICK Podcast, you can follow us on all social media platforms, including our Instagram page at the SICK Podcast. And our Facebook page, The Sick Podcast. And of course, you can like it and share it with your friends. And want to let you all know that The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. It's MyBookie. Sean, what a week it was. Indeed. And a huge shout out to our brand new sponsors at uh, MyBookie. Want to thank them for uh, jumping on board. Let's show our love. Let's get behind the uh, promotion code that we have going for you up to the uh, 50% deposit using promo code SICKPICKS. Go lay it down, and we'll see what happens. Good luck. Hopefully, we've been profitable for you in the last few weeks. Uh, Tony, it looks like you had a good run uh, week 16 as we move into week 17 with uh, lots of playoff implications. Stay tuned to this channel uh, as we delve further into those playoff implications, Tony. But, uh, yeah, what an exciting, drama-filled week 16 it was. All right, so about four or five weeks ago, we were saying that if the New England Patriots make the playoffs, then that really cements Bill Belichick as, you know, if if there were ever any doubts. But it would almost make him the coach of the year because of everything they've been through and the fact that they lost Tom Brady. The fact of the matter is they were eliminated from a playoff spot a couple of weeks back. They got absolutely annihilated and destroyed by the Buffalo Bills, 38-9. to And I think this is the first time that the Patriots lose both games to a divisional opponent or to the same divisional opponent in a very, very long time. So now it begs the question, is the Belichick era over? Whoever suggested to coach Belichick to me, you might want to challenge that. I got, got an earful. I don't think it is. Look, they suffered their worst loss in the Belichick era at the hands of the Buffalo Bills in that 38-9 to beatdown where Cam Newton look like the guy is Peyton Manning old at the end of his days with the Super Bowl winning Denver Broncos. I mean, it it looked it looked bad and and this was I think honestly Tony, this was maybe my worst prediction 
of the 2020 NFL season. And I had a lot of bad ones, like Tom Brady's going to win the MVP. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, like that level bad. But my Cam Newton is going to help bring the New England Patriots to another dimension of offense, I think was my, my worst prediction. I mean, he looks god-awful. He looks done. He looks done as a starter. I think he'll, he'll, he'll be lucky to land as a backup somewhere. So I think that's the long way around of me saying, no, I don't think it's the end of the Belichick era coming off that 38-9 to loss, which, by the way, if I can divert off the path one more time, I love that win by the Bills, by the way. Yeah. I love that Josh Allen and Sean McDermott and Stefan Diggs uh, just absolutely put their foot down in the throat of the Patriots and squeezed the life out of them. It was finally that shoe was on the other foot kind of game. Of course, and I was yeah. I was happy for Bills fans. But I, I think, you know, when we look back, Tony, and the six wins that the Patriots managed to do, yeah. the fact that they still don't have an answer at quarterback, Cam Newton isn't it, Jarrett Stidham isn't the answer either. I think they're going to have a lot of options. But there's nothing to me that spells the end of an era for Belichick. His defense is still feared. Uh, they had eight guys opt out of this season. You know, they lost Chung. They, they lost key players on defense. And I think there's something to it. Belichick hasn't forgotten how to coach, Tony. What, what, I mean, where are you coming on this? Well, listen, I, I, I'm not saying he forgot how to coach. I'm just saying that the winning is over because it's going to take a long time for them, I think, to be able to bounce back. I think they kind of had their window, and their window has passed. And I'm going to tell you exactly what happened to you in regards with Cam Newton. You got fooled by the videos and the pictures and stuff like that, and him in the weight room, and him bulking up, and him. No. Uh, that's what I think probably no. happened. No. You know? Okay. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I saw him in the weight room, and I thought he looked absolutely exceptional. For sure. But, you know, the weight room doesn't translate to the, uh, you know, the football uh, I, I've been around the block long enough to know. I've seen enough videos of Alex Galchenyuk lifting weights to know, uh, you know, a, a player <laughs> that looks good in the weight room versus a player that, that, that looks good on the field. And you're right. I mean, Cam Newton offseason looked good. The guy was coming off significant injuries. So his rehab definitely passed the sniff test. But honest to God, I was coming from this guy's a former MVP. This guy was dying out in Carolina. He's going to have Josh McDaniels. He's going to have Bill Belichick. That guy, I thought, was still an elite-level athlete. That's the angle I was coming from with, with, with Cam Newton. It had nothing to do, honestly, with you know how good the guy looks uh, with his shirt off lifting dumbbells. All right, okay, so now on to the MVP race. I mean, uh, is, is there any doubt? Now, Patrick Mahomes is number one in the National Football League with 4,000 740 yards. Yeah. But um, he's not one, two, is he? It's Josh Allen and it's Aaron Rodgers. Allen's 4320. Rodgers 4059 in terms of pass yards. Um, touchdowns for Josh Allen, 34. Touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers, 44. And now, of course, we're talking. Uh, passing touchdowns, and then there's all kinds of other numbers that are great. But for me, it's a two-pony race here. Do you agree? And those ponies are Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen? Correct. Yeah, I disagree. I, I think it's Aaron Rodgers' race to lose today. Uh, he's the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, but I, I, I think Josh Allen is part of the conversation. Yes. He's, he's, he's part of the conversation, but I don't think – He's leapfrog Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes leading pass from the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a as a quarterback rating a one eighteen. Last time I looked, I mean, he's you know the best rated quarterback in the National Football League, and 
and I think he cemented the MVP with his performance in Week 16. So that leads me to believe it's his it's his race to lose. And and look, I mean, Josh Allen had a masterful performance in that win against New England, that 38 to nine win. He was 27 yeah. to 36 with four touchdowns and embarrassed Bill Belichick. We just finished wondering about the Belichick era. And Josh Allen's, you know, primarily responsible for us having that conversation, what he did to them this year. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still a creme de la creme. He's still the gold standard of quarterbacks. This year, uh, Josh Allen's having a great year, and, and, and yeah. Buffalo could really do some damage. But no, I, I disagree. I think it is a two horse race, and that th- those horses are Aaron Rodgers, and then it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, no doubt that Aaron Rodgers is the winner, though, right? Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just I don't think anything else happens. Look, I mean, you know how Kansas City won that game in Atlanta. I mean, people will be talking about that play call um, from the brilliant coaching staff on Kansas city sidelines. I mean, that was, it was, it was beautiful. And that's what makes Kansas city so scary. I know they won the game by three points, 17, 14, but it's like how they won the game. It, they just, they leave you with that impression of when they need to put points on the board or they need to make something magical happen. Like the, the, the wave of a wand, man, they uh-huh. could, they could do it. And I don't think anybody in the league comes close to having that unique ability. Well, speaking of winning a game, one team that didn't do it was the Washington football team. They played host to the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers, uh, who had four wins going into the game, went to Washington, put up 20 points, and won by a score of 20 to 13. In the process, Dwayne uh, Haskins was benched, and Ron Rivera has since released him and saying it's in the best interest of both parties. Now, for those who are unaware uh Haskins earlier in the week had attended his girlfriend's uh birthday party he was seen in on pictures and on video without a mask and breaking COVID rules and protocol and all that stuff yeah that's just a a series of things that has been a roller coaster ride for Dwayne Haskins a couple of seasons into his young career with football with uh with Washington football team Here's a guy that was chosen 15th overall in the 2019 draft. And there are lots of people out there that wondered if he didn't play high school ball with Dan Snyder's son or for Dan Snyder's son's high school team, would Washington have drafted him at the spot that they did? I think there's a lesson to be learned here. And I think this is a hot button issue that has polarizing opinions because Dwayne Haskins is African-American and he plays the quarterback position. And that in itself has for a long time been a hot-button issue. Mm -hmm. We can go down a rabbit hole there that we're going to avoid right here. But this is where I kind of come from with this. There's a lesson to be learned here, and we've seen this before, and Dwayne Haskins has failed to learn this lesson from guys that have come before him. Tony, you and I, um, based in Montreal, have covered the Montreal sports scene for 20-plus years. We've seen a lot of athletes come and go. Johnny Manziel is a perfect example here. Of, of a guy that's filled with talent who has the makeup to reach the heights of being a pro athlete, mm-hmm. but doesn't, I think, have the fundamental understanding of what's required and the sacrifices needed in order to really be successful at the highest level. Well, Johnny Manziel just wasn't professional, period. I mean, the guy's a bum. Dwayne Haskins, you know, whether it's on Instagram, you know, you're talking earlier about... Um, Cam Newton, you know, ooh, hypnotized by you know what you're seeing in the weight room and stuff like that. Dwayne Haskins was about that lifestyle too. He was about Instagram videos and about you know looking good and 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 
But when it's time to play on Sunday, Dwayne Haskins just could never answer the bell. And ultimately, that's the test every athlete must pass. When it's time to answer the bell, are you ready? And Dwayne Haskins was never ready because I don't think he understood whether you know it's Johnny Manziel or Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus Russell. These guys fail to grasp how hard you have to work to be great at the highest level. Well, listen, uh, you know, one of the things when you just talked about uh, Instagram and all that stuff, I will tell you this. Dwayne Haskins is one of those athletes, and there are many that come into the big leagues. The second they make it pro, they're trying to get as many Instagram followers as possible. Uh, They're trying to um, make as much endorsement money as possible. And uh, Booger McFarland of ESPN actually said this, but he he tied in you know a bunch of of, of African American players into this, saying that uh, that uh, you know the, a lot of them are guilty of this. I I, I don't want to go there. I don't think it's got anything to do with African American players. I think it's got to do with there are players that worry about building up their social media profile before they worry about helping their team. They. They concentrate more on trying to make as much money as possible right away instead of winning as many games as possible. And I think that Haskins falls in that category of players. There are some, and I believe he was one of them. And in that regard, I think what Booger said was right. And the fact that he said that it happens very often, more often than not, with African-American players, I'm going to disagree with. But I think he's one of those guys. And I think that he got caught in that trap Yes, And you know what? He better get out of that trap right away. Now, I know he took to Twitter, and I know that he apologized, and he said that he did break the COVID rules, and he made some mistakes, and there was some immaturity there, and that he's going to be a better man and a better quarterback because of it. Uh, I hope he's right, and I hope he is able to bounce back and learn from his lessons because, you know what? If, if you take your pedal off the metal in professional sports and you start concentrating on other things more so than your game, you could be out of the league and probably never get back in that's well, well, for sure. And and this is what I'm talking about is that at every level of this guy's career from yeah. the beginning to right now, he's been the best player on the field and his talent has, has taken him this far, but that's where he hit the wall because the great equalizer is everybody's as good as you in the NFL. They're in the NFL. How can you bust through that wall? How can you be better? How can you elevate? How can you evolve? And when you have lazy habits, because your talent, your God given ability has carried you all the way through college to being drafted 15th overall, you think that's just the way it's always going to be. But you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. And and I and I think what you're saying ultimately is right. There's a lesson here. We'll see how smart Dwayne Haskins is to put that put to put that lesson to actual work. Power rankings very quickly here. I'm going to tell you my one through five. I have Kansas City at one who won again, albeit not convincingly, but they won. Green Bay is at number two. They absolutely destroyed Tennessee. Buffalo, who destroyed New England, is at number three. New Orleans Saints, who destroyed in their game as well, is at number four. And I'm not convinced on this one. I'm still not convinced. Uh, But Pittsburgh did come back and beat Indianapolis, who's a pretty good team, and win by four. So I got the Steelers at number five. But if you don't, Sean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Tampa Bay over your Pittsburgh. Uh, I love that storyline, by the way, that uh, they found out that the the Colts knew the play calls and then Roethlisberger called his own plays and they came back and won. That was awesome. 
Uh, okay, so uh, we spend any time here on the bottom five. Let's go with Jacksonville, the worst team in the league. The Jets are no longer going to be in the top two worst teams in the league for me, not for this week anyway, because they won another game. So I got the Lions who got destroyed. I got the Jets as third worst. I got Cincy as fourth worst. Mm. And I got Houston as fifth worst. Yeah, uh, you know, Jacksonville is the worst team in the league. I mean, the New York Jets, I mean, that's it's fascinating. They've won back-to-back games now. I, I find it amazing that they've strung together these wins. Cincinnati winning, uh, the LA Chargers winning. Uh, I'll be fascinated, Tony, to see what happens. Philadelphia is one of the uh, the worst five teams for me in my bottom five uh, power rankings. I'll be fascinated to see what they do with Jalen Hurts. Everybody loved Jalen Hurts. It was Carson Wentz who, when he was throwing 80-yard touchdowns to a Deshaun Jackson, and then everything cooled cooled down, and they ended up losing that ball game. So I think the honeymoon there is is a fascinating observation in Philadelphia, Tony. So that's my bottom five, baby. Yeah, I probably should have put Houston as worse than Cincinnati, considering that Cincinnati just beat them. All right. Yeah. There's two <laughs> 10 and five teams, the Browns and the Titans. Which yeah, this is better? Awesome. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans as the more interesting 10 and five team, even though like obviously Baker Mayfield and, and everything what's happened there, what happened to them in week 16. Uh, but the Tennessee Titans, you know, who we were talking about just two weeks ago with Ryan Tannehill and, and AJ Brown, their receiving core and obviously led by, you know, Derrick Henry in the backfield. But this is a team that lost to Kansas City in the AFC championship game. And I think because of that, because of that lone fact that they went so deep, they got so close to a Super Bowl showcase, that are they better? Can they actually get over the hump? Can they do the unthinkable? Can they do the unthinkable and actually represent the AFC and beat the likes of Kansas City or or, or beat the Buffalo Bills? I mean, are they a deeper team? Do they have that experience? So the, the more interesting 10-5 and 5 team for just that, for those facts, I'm going to go with Tennessee. What about you? All right, okay, so listen, uh, both teams uh, with a terrible defense, I think, anyway. Yes. And What the Tennessee Titans lack the most as a pass rusher is probably what Cleveland has as one of the best in the league. But at the end of the day, I think the difference in the two teams, Tennessee puts up more points, and they have Derrick Henry, and Cleveland does not. So I'm going to go with Tennessee. Hey, that was it for us. It's the Sick Podcast brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit. Bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Sick Podcast. Until we do it again next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.